Take me, won't you, even if it's crazy Babe, I wanna All the this and that opinions Crash and tip, I had to mention Babe, I wanna Treat you, love you, touch you, hold you Know you, fuck, I wanna show you Babe, I wanna Lift you, kiss you, dwell inside your temple This could be so simple Babe, I wanna Through these eyes of mine, you still divine Don't be surprised that Babe, I wanna When I make you quiver, shiver, bite your lip It makes me sick, cause Babe, I wanna Every time we scream from when I'm in your senses Get replenished Babe, I wanna Do the things you think of when you dream And keep you far from sinking Babe, I wanna Babe, I wanna Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to Self Shoots the Shit, episode 17. I'm your host, Joshua Self. And Christmas is around the corner. Hope everyone has a great time with their friends, their family, and the people that they have to be around but don't really want to be around. So um, I hope you guys all have a great week and a happy new year. And if you're not into the holiday thing, well, uh, shut up so the rest of us can enjoy it. There's um, a few things I want to talk about today. I want to um, respond to a podcast episode that I listened to last week. And <clears throat> I also want to talk a little bit about uh, some new gospel music on the way. So I say I want to respond to this podcast episode, and I don't mean that in a negative way, like um, I have a a differing opinion as opposed to an opposing opinion. Uh, August Love Story by Tommy and Artika. Fantastic. You guys can find it on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. They had an episode about open relationships and I thought it was pretty interesting. It was very well done. Um, but they were mostly opposed to it, which is okay. I mean, they're married and typically when people get married, they don't want their partner to stray outside of the confines of that marriage. And most people look at, having sex with someone else outside of your marriage is cheating. So I feel that cheating um, by definition really is more breaking the rules for some sort of gain. And that's really the key part of making any open relationship work is setting the rules. So I've been in, open relationships myself in the past and before we were really serious we had understanding that this is how things are going to work um and i think that open relationships typically come in two styles you have one which we see in celebrities and um really rich and famous people 
where basically because of this person's status, this person's wealth or what have you, and often like when they start getting a little bit older, um, people have mistresses and the wife is typically well aware that this person has a mistress. And basically, I feel like that kind of relationship worked because when you reach this level of wealth and success, you already don't clean up your own house. You got a nanny or a maid to do that. You only watch your own kids. You know, you get a nanny for that. A lot of them don't even cook all the time. Like they have someone that prepares their meals for them. So a lot of these basic domestic things, um, they don't really do it for themselves anymore. And for someone, especially when they get older, it's basically you've already outsourced so many of what regular people would consider day-to-day tasks. Like why not outsource um, something this old dudes did? Like, as a wife, you're in a spot where you still get to go to all the parties, all the galas, the banquets, the grand openings. You get all the trips and everything, but you don't have to lay with this old wrinkly dude anymore. Like you let some other younger lady that's a lot thirstier than you are. She does all the hard work and you just weep the, the benefits. So an arrangement like that, um, it's understandable to me, particularly when we look at historically when a man could afford another woman, when he was able to take on a second wife or a mistress, or you're going way back a concubine, that means he had made it. And being able to have another woman was like a reflection of his status. And even for the women today, um, they have pool boys, you know, uh, so it's not like they're just out there helpless. And I think the other type of open relationship that works is where both people um, tend to be a lot more like sexually open and um, whether that's, you know, bisexual or uh they like to swing, that sort of thing. They're able to create boundaries with each other. Like, these are the rules. And they're able to explore these other situations that most people um, never, ever consider. So, for me, like, I've dated a lot of um, bisexual women in, in the past. And so, since I'm not a woman, I understood I can't ever satisfy that aspect of her her life you know like whatever she gets out of being with a woman I can't give that to her so rather than deprive her of that experience is like, okay well as long as you do it within these rules it's fine and I also feel like these kind of relationships the communication level has to be at 100 you have to be completely open and honest with each other this is a situation that can really easily spiral out of control. 
you know, when people are swingers or, you know, into that kind of a lifestyle, you have to be really able to understand each other. So you can't really hide things from people because as soon as you start hiding just a little bit, now the other person's like, okay, well, what else are they hiding? You know, so a lot of it's just about being completely honest with each other and being very, very open and understanding about the needs of the other person. This uh, famous lady once said that, you know, people are like a harp and there's no one that can really pluck all of your strings. There are people that can pluck most of them. And that's typically who you end up deciding to be in a relationship with. But you still have these other few strings that they can't particularly pluck. So when you talk with your partner, you're like, I need to go over here and get these other couple of strings plucked. And at the end of the day, I'm coming back with you. Like, this is where I want to be. Like, I want to be with you, but I need to get this other itch scratched over here. And it's like, okay. Um, because, you know, when you're talking about spending quality time with somebody, talking about, <clears throat> like, who, like, do you feel comfortable with? Who do you want to go to? And, like, who you want to come home to? You have this person, you're your partner. And whoever else that you're having sex with is, is just that. I also feel that when these open relationships work, the meaning of sex is a little bit different. Um, so if you're married and someone said that for whatever reason, you can't have sex with your partner anymore, whether they got sick or they got injured or something like that, like, would you leave? Like, if you're a younger couple, like you recently got married and you're, you know, still young, you're in your 20s, your early 30s or whatever. I don't know if a lot of people could really make it if someone said you can't have sex with your partner anymore because of whatever reason. So the emphasis on sex, I think, is sometimes a little bit too high. Like, this is the be-all, end-all, as opposed to... um like someone going to the movies, going out to eat, um, just hanging around this other person, like which one is actually more bothersome? Like you have sex with this other person over here versus you spending a lot of time with this other person over here. You know, you're like building a life with them. Like you're not having sex, but you hang out with them, you hang out with their kids and all that. Like which one is actually more offensive to a married couple? Um, you know, so what if like instead of regular sex, what if it was just like a handy? Like is that still that too much? Like for most people it's like, okay, yeah, that's too much. But um for some people it's like, eh, I mean it's just a handy, like um so I think a lot of it is just how people value sex. Like, do we consider it to be 
the defining marker of a relationship. Um, and I also think that when two people come together and say, I want to be with you, I want to be exclusively with you in these situations, um, that's what y'all agree to at the beginning. And that's what y'all have to stick to. So instead of later on, like, well, you know, why don't we try? Like, no, 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 no. You said at the beginning, it's just you and me and that's it. So for an open relationship to actually work in most cases, you have to establish at the beginning, um, this is what I'm into. And like, I would like to be with you, but I'm still into this thing over here. And it's like, okay, um, the other person's like, either I am or I am not into this. And then y'all go on your separate ways, like, or y'all come together and set up some sort of rules and everybody has a happy day. So I think um, a relationship can work, but it just requires a lot of communication and a lot of understanding with each other. Um, so I, I've seen it myself work very well. And I, I think it's doable, you know, um, a lot of it just has to do with like how much stock do you put in like sex itself. And, you know, some people have certain quirks, like liking to um, like watch sex. So, you know, in different kind of scenarios like that, um, having a more open relationship makes sense for them. Um, so I, I've seen it and I understand it. I'm not saying it's for everybody. And I'm not saying that this is the route that you should go in most circumstances. I feel like if you say, I want to be in a monogamous relationship with you, then you stick to it. But for some people, it, it works. You know, in this um, thing with David and uh, Tamala Mann, They've got this gospel album on the way. I don't really know if it's going to be gospel necessarily, but they said it's for, you know, married Christian couples who want to listen to some music while they're being intimate with each other, but they don't want to listen to something that's tasteless. And according to the interview, uh, David... uh, Tamala Man, they want this music to be for making love, not having sex. And I'm over here like 50 Cent, you know, I'm not into making love, I'm having sex. And I don't know um, how people draw the line. It's, um, I- I'm not sure what they make, you know, in terms of the distinction between having sex and making love, because these two things to me seem very, very similar. You know, one generally consider like you're deep in a relationship and um, y'all actually love each other and all that. But uh, I don't know, like I'm not in their bedroom, so I don't really know exactly what they got going on. But an album like this seems pretty cool. You know, um, married Christians want to fuck too. And maybe they'll want to say fuck, but, you know what I'm saying? 
they want to get down. And I don't know what it's supposed to sound like. I'm trying to envision talking about sex, but without actually saying um, things about sex. It's like, we don't want to talk about these sexual analogies, you know, um, like we don't use profanity, but you probably don't want to use the kind of metaphors like, oh, he erupted and um, he, he, he filled me with love. And it's like, okay, so he, he nutted in you. Like, you can't just say that. And <laughs> I, I'm kind of excited. Like, I want to see what they have to say. And I'm, I'm okay with, you know, Christians getting down. Like, they, they need some, uh, some loving, too. Uh, I mean, some of us are products of Christian marriages, so at some point they got down. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what they, they got to say and, um, you know, let the church say amen. Amen. So one last thing before I get out of here. Um, John Gray had this... Uh, purchase that a lot of people were apparently upset with where he bought his wife a 200,000 Lamborghini. It's like, okay. Um, a lot of people seemed to be bothered because they felt like he was taking church dollars, which to me is ridiculous. I mean, if you're the pastor of a mega church like that, you're going to get paid. And he has a book deal. He has a TV show. So it's not like this dude is hurting for money. And, um, you know, when you have money like that, like, what are you really going to do with it? You're going to throw it away because it don't mean shit to you anymore. I will say, though, as a pastor, you would expect him to make more fiscally responsible decisions. You know, Spending money on a Lamborghini as opposed to you could easily, literally feed the 5,000. However, I am not in his house and I don't know all that he's got going on. So maybe he felt like his wife should have that. And that's fine. You know, he's a married man and he spends his own money on it. There's nowhere that says that a pastor, a preacher, a reverend, has to live below his means. There's nowhere that says that he can't buy things for his woman or for his children or for himself. Like that's not written anywhere in scripture. Like he's allowed to buy what the fuck he wants to buy. Like the Bible speaks on giving 10%, which I'm sure that he does. And the rest, you can do what you want to. Now, he could do more to bless other people, but the Bible doesn't say you can't buy shit for yourself or for your woman. So that's cool. Um, I have found interesting his um, little spat that he had with Derek Jackson uh, not too, too long ago. And that whole incident where basically... John Gray was talking about how he had done his woman wrong and put her through all this mess. And Jerry Jackson was just like, 
it's some bullshit. Like you trying to make it seem like a rags to riches story, but no one wants to talk about how hurt the wife was, how much stress she had to go through, and you know, the pain and the suffering that she went through. Um I felt like the part that was crazy is when um John Gray and his wife went live on Instagram to respond to Jerry Jackson's uh comments and John Gray didn't say anything. Like he just sort of took a back seat and it, it looked really ridiculous, the whole thing. Um my bad little vibe, she said that it looked like he was, you know, in elementary school while his mom was cussing out the teacher. And it really looked like that. Like he's trying to uh, hide himself with his hoodie and <laughs> he just looked like he wasn't um, in control of the situation. Like he didn't really wear the pants in the relationship anymore. So I don't know what happened between them to where his wife is able to run things, but that whole situation looked, um, mm, 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 mm. I feel like if you take offense to what another man says, like, as a man, you're supposed to handle that. And for him to basically take a back seat to his wife handling it, it just, it doesn't look good. You know, like it, it does not look good. It speaks a lot to your character and the type of relationship that you're in, you know, and like even as a pastor where you're the leader of so many people, like this church has thousands upon thousands of people that are members of this church and your wife goes on Instagram live and you don't say anything. I was I I can't really get with that kind of a relationship dynamic. Mm. It just looked really bad. Oh man, that's just like like bruh, like if you felt some type of way about what this dude had to say, then you're supposed to respond to it. You you can't let your woman do the talking for you in this scenario where this other man came to you, you know, as a man. And it was like, this is how I feel about whatever it is you had to say. And then you're like, oh, well, uh, baby, wife, can you can you handle that for me? Like, because it makes it look like, okay, I'm I'm intimidated. Um, I'm feeling a little scared right now. It's like, bro, like, y'all can't just have a discussion as men. So um, mm, it, it looked really bad. Like, ugh. You know, but uh, I found out what a dirty Santa Claus party is. I had no idea what that was before. Uh, a friend of mine invited me. I was like, what is that? You know, my, my first thought was like, is that like white people code for an orgy? And so I asked him about it. He's like, you just bring a silly gift uh, that no one wants and it's just a bunch of fun. I'm like, okay, cool. I can get behind that. So Y'all can catch me at this uh, Dirty Santa Claus party um, next weekend. And thanks to y'all for listening. Babe, I wanna- I can think-
think of a ton of times I was a distraction like my body was underlined My presence is a chasm and it hit like a hundred times Tevin is a character, can Tevin be one of mine? I think I finally figured out Nah, wait, never mind, maybe I'm tripping now For a second I reckon maybe my perspective is separate And with that I see some shit we can get around I'm chilling with a smoke in the pancake Looking and feeling solid like a bowler that can't break But I know what you can say Tevin is so cold, he make your shoulders and handshake Hard to gauge if I'm a meanie or I'm clingy like waterway Now that I know you wanna show you all the things And if you're with it, you can get it in all the ways and all the ways Love me, hate me, harm me, take me, want you even if it's crazy Baby, I want you